Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Monday, 6th day of June, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. We are here on a Monday morning, hopefully leading you into the promised land. Try, if you can, to ignore the horror movie-esque fog that's outside. <laughs> it's weird, is it, man. Is it really? I mean, I came in, there's a little bit, but it's, it must have grown. It's not so much in, like, the Boise area, but if uh, over in the Meridian area, it's, like, one of those deals where it's not foggy except, like, over lots of grass kind of thing, and it's very dense and weird. Eerie. Yeah, it reminds Eerie. me very much of horror movie kind of stuff. So uh, it shouldn't affect your drive-in, but it's certainly... A weird sight to see as you make your way into work on this Monday morning and a busy one around here. Big J will give you a bearded badass over the course of the show today. We have a gentleman popping by on the show in the 9 o'clock hour. His name is uh, Jared Webb, and he is one of the founders of Zero Dark 30 Coffee, which is a great coffee company here in the Treasure Valley. We're going to learn all about it and learn how this particular company has a really cool Corey Taylor connection that's coming up this weekend, and we'll give you all the details about that because, yes, the Notfest Roadshow is exactly six days away, Big J, if you count today. And that's going to take over the Ford Idaho Center on Saturday with Cypress Hill and Horror, so we'll have your tickets to that over the course of the show today. We will try to give away some money this morning with the X-Rock Double Dare at 7.30. We're going to try real hard. Yeah, we've tried and failed all four days last week. This one was a struggle for everybody. That's what I'm hearing as well. And now, part of this may be my fault. It I is, mean, of course. I read something, but also, yeah. like, you know, we're in month three now of the X-Rock Double Dare, and finding categories that can okay be used. Repeat. Uh, well, I mean, like, what? I mean, I don't know. Right, exactly. I mean, that's I rest my case. I just know how hard it is to rate pop culture questions in general now that we've been doing this for 15 years it can be easier with a theme but the problem is finding themes that you can have nine questions about start to become somewhat difficult towards the tail end of things but i feel like the categories are not exactly that like obscure it's just one of those deals where it helps you a lot if you actually know the category if you're calling in blind like we've talked about a million times if you're just calling in to be caller X and trying to give a shot, it's it's going to be harder than you think to answer some of these questions. So knowing the category is a smart strategic. But then again, I guess if you don't get the questions wrong and you don't win, you probably don't care. But there's somebody that's a fan of that thing that's probably been trying to get through that goes, what the hell, man? Yeah. This is my sweet spot. Yep. But we will do that at 730 this morning as well. We start with some music as we do every morning. Allison Chains kicking things off here on the morning after on the X Rocks. And Big J. Well, Big J, summer has officially begun for a majority of students around the Treasure Valley. School is out for the summer. And so it's time to reflect on the school year. And there's some bad news revolving that, at least if you believe the Durham School Services in Boise. And that is uh, drivers around the Treasure Valley had the worst year on record paying attention to school buses around the Treasure Valley, which is not great, everybody. Uh, A reminder that when buses stop and the stop sign comes out, you have to stop traffic in both directions, and apparently, at least according to Dunham School Services, uh, we are not doing that at a crazy rate. Uh, Whether somebody's texting or not paying attention, there is a large segment of the population that has not been observing the stop bar. Now, that's a crime, in case you're curious. That is punishable for up to $200 fines for the first offense and then $400 for the second and $600 for the third. But it's less about the money than it is about, hey, listen, you could seriously hurt some kids in the process of this thing. 
So, I know it's not going to be a time where you see a lot of school buses on the roads, but something to remember when the next school year starts up. That a lot of these school buses are going to start to have cameras and they're going to record your license plates. And so you might start getting some bad mail if you're not paying attention to school buses in and around your area. And of course, with more kids going to school and more people in the Treasure Valley, school buses more prevalent. But everybody seems to be in such a gosh dang hurry that we're not paying much attention to them when the stop sign comes out. So try to, please. Uh, if not for your wallet's sake, do it for the kids' sake, huh? Yeah. Although one of those should probably go ahead of the other. Kids being number one, wallet being number two. Another NBA game, another blowout, Big J. The Golden State Warriors routed the Boston Celtics, uh, 107-88. Boston really never in the game. And that evens up the finals at one game apiece. Steph Curry, 29 points, 14 of them in the fourth quarter. Jordan Poole, third quarter, I should say. Jordan Poole at 17 points. Game three, Wednesday in Boston. Lightning. Beat the Rangers 3-2 on Sunday. That means they grab the first game of that series for them. New York still leads 2-1 overall game for Tuesday night as that series continues on. And it was another big weekend for Top Gun Maverick at the box office. Another $86 million in its second weekend. That's uh, Tom Cruise's highest grossing movie domestically already, Big J, which is crazy when you think about it. Uh, on the indie front, everything, everywhere, all at once, also still seeing success. It's surpassed $60 million, which is crazy considering how much money it took to make. Doctor Strange, number two at the box office. Bob's Burgers, movie three. Bad Guys, four. And Downton Abbey still raking in some cash as well with $3 million good enough mm. to be number five. A return trip to the box office this weekend, Big J? No. Well, you not already, have time. You already saw Top Gun, huh? Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. I'm sure if we all close our eyes and think about it for a second, we can come up with somebody that either we've crossed paths with or we would label as a pretty big jerk in our lives. Agree or disagree? Sure, I'm probably one of those people that have been claimed as being a huge jerk in their Uh, life. And uh, according to the University of Georgia, we've got a real jerk problem in this country. For the most part, uh, they did a survey of about 4,000 people, right? And they asked somebody, okay, do you know somebody in your life that you would label a jerk or an a-hole, if you will? And uh, they found out that, sure enough, every single person in this survey could find somebody that they labeled as somebody that is off-putting or jerky or a-hole-ish in their behavior. And almost every single one of them, Big J, was a middle-aged man once they actually got into the details of things. Uh, they they viewed their characteristics as somebody who is manipulative, aggressive, entitled, irresponsible, uh, usually somebody that's got a uh, holier-than-thou attitude, maybe a little bit narcissistic, definitely antisocial, and uh, they've got some problems going on. Uh, and so researchers were like, well, that's weird. Every single one of the people that, they, you know, they these guys labeled as jerks kind of all had the same characteristic traits. Now, here's where it starts to get a problem. Now, they kind of dove deep into these a-holes, if you will, and found <laughs> out that, uh, you know, certainly you can blame some people being a jerk on a personality disorder that they have. But not everybody that's a jerk has a personality disorder. Uh, but one of the problems that we have is people that have been labeled a-holes... Love it. They enjoy playing that. It's like the trolls on the internet. They they do this stuff on purpose oh, yeah. in a lot of ways. It's a weird so, gratification. Man. I know. I know. But people love being trolls too online, which is also very strange and weird. But I suppose it kind of is a line that you can draw between that and real life. Whereas people know they're being jerks and a majority of those people that are being jerks enjoy being the jerk and uh, play that role to a T because they know they're good at it. And so the University of Georgia is like, hey, this is a real problem. We know we're a-holes, and we relish in being a-holes, and that is not a great trend for society in general. Uh, according to the people in the survey, uh, a lot of people that are currently in their lives that are, that are jerks are coworkers. Some of them even call friends or even romantic partners. Sometimes they know they're somebody that they're with, their significant yeah. other is a jerk, uh, but they're with them anyway for whatever reason. Now, there's a lot of variation in how people use the word jerk, but uh, I think the implication of the study is that, you know, kind of like insults matter. We, we do certain things and we may not mean it, but other people may seem as jerky. But the other part of it is we got to stop liking being jerks so much. 
I mean, everybody likes being a heel every now and again, but uh, if that's our identifiable personality trait, we've got some real problems. Yeah, there was a time, uh, maybe four years or so, that I was really heavy into that. You did enjoy you know, being a I jerk. mean, uh, the contrarian, uh-huh. and and then uh, and it wasn't until like somebody, I think, had came to uh, to you and said, "Hey, he's being a real jerk." Yes, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> I." I think I thought we were just, you know, being friendly and messing around. I didn't realize, and the particular person wasn't somebody that was uh, a sensitive uh, ninny. No, no. And so I'm like, I took an actual, I took that feedback in a positive way, and I was like, ah, maybe I need to be a better person. And you grow from that. And so, you know, I don't really consider myself that person anymore. Uh, until you uh, brought that up, I completely forgot that you and I had to have that conversation. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's probably something you don't forget. So I guess no, I forgot about it until you just started listing all, all right. the traits of a-holes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I got blamed for that. And I was. Uh, well, listen, it, it sounds like you didn't relish in it. That's good. No, uh, I did. That's the problem. Oh, I just no. didn't realize that it was being taken in a way that was harmful or uh, hurtful. You were just doing it to have fun and well, be I was funny. busting chops. Right. Hey. And somebody was like, hey, enough already. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, listen, maybe uh, some self-reflection like that is good for everybody. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If you're not doing that, if you're not self-reflecting on who you are as a person, you're never going to grow or get better. Yeah. We should all grow. And ultimately, that should be your goal. If you're not trying to get better or grow and be a, a better person, then you're a, really a scumbag and, you know, you deserve what you get. Oh, I, I'm not sure it's one extreme or the other, but I, sure. I, I, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the statement. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're going to go Bearded Badass next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, and the Beardsmith right now, something really cool that they're helping out, Big J's Beard Brigade. So if you want to help out raise some money for the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho, then stop on by either one of their locations in Caldwell or Boise. Pick up uh, some raffle tickets for some amazing uh, beard... accoutrement, if you will, an ultimate beardsmithing, which uh, is worth about $750 for an entire year and a bunch of great stuff uh, there. You can get your appointments all scored away at BoiseBeardsmith.com. TheBoiseBeardsmith.com. So there you go. Today's Bearded Badass for the majority of his time strolling around uh, with a pointy box beard. He is also the only six-time Oscar nominee to make this list. I'm talking about the one and only Leonardo DiCaprio. And while one might question the badass part of Leo, let us not forget that he has dated almost every supermodel in the world. (laughs) He wins. But aside from that, his accolades from acting are pretty incredible. Starting out uh, early in the 90s with TV roles and parenthood and growing pains, it didn't take him long to make his way onto the big screen. In fact, at 19, he received his first nomination for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He wouldn't win an Oscar, though, until two decades later for his performance in The Renovant. But certainly the majority of Leo's roles also seem to carry that air of Oscar-worthy performance. The real reason he is on the list, though, accomplishing what many celebrities try to but never seem to get the credit due to them, and that is putting their money and time and expertise into giving back. Love him or hate him, you have to respect his passion for helping the environment. Even from an early age, he had a deep interest in science and the impact that everyday world everyday uh, world had on the environment. And one could just throw gobs of money at the problem but leo decided to do more than that even further than just being a loud advocate for saving the rainforest cutting carbon emissions etc he has produced and voiced numerous documentaries on different climate change climate change issues and he also funds wildlife conservation he his dicaprio foundation just last year donated 43 million to conserve uh, the wildlife around the galapagos islands and a few years ago donated 100 million dollars to help the environment so those are big bucks, and he is trying to make a difference. In the next couple years, we'll see him do something he's pretty good at, playing roles of real-life people like Jim Jones and Teddy Roosevelt. Leonardo DiCaprio is a bearded badass. Indeed, Big J. I ask you now out loud, favorite Leonardo DiCaprio film, and then follow that up with favorite performance. They could be the same. They could be different. What's it going to be? Um, let's see. Uh, man, I would say... 
Wolf of Wall Street is great. He was so great in that. Um, and uh, but I gotta say, man, he was awesome as Jack in Titanic. All right, look at you, Big J. Why not? Romantic. Basketball Diaries too, way underrated. Uh, very, very, very good movie. He's fantastic in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, I love his performance in Django Unchained. I think he absolutely should have it's been nominated to for something. It's so good, oh, it's hard to watch. He's awful and evil and terrible, and it's amazing. And there, I, I, you know, love or hate the film, there's also some crazy scenes in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he just freaking nails it. Yeah, he's great. And I mean, the conversation he has with that little actress on the set is incredible. It's absolutely incredible to watch, and it's a movie that's got some pacing issues, but I still like it very much, and uh, he is a big reason why Brad Pitt, the other, of course, they both do a fantastic job in it. So, happy, uh, I guess, enshrinement into the bearded badass. Yeah, never would have thought that would have happened. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. Some important stuff, plus we're going to try to give away some money with the X-Rock Double Dare. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. I can imagine that if you are currently trying to or in the market to purchase a home, it can be a frustrating process. Agree or disagree, Big J? Oh, yeah. Rising costs, the competitiveness that's involved in the U.S. housing market. And oh, by the way, I mean, I know we are pretty much consumed with the fact that the Boise population has expanded exponentially and the real estate market here is crazy but listen talk to your friends in other places it's bananas everywhere now granted this is one of the more popular places in the country it tops all the lists therefore we are battling it but we're not the only places that are having real real estate issues they're happening all over the united states and according to zillow which is a pretty popular app big j agree or disagree very popular about 50 percent of people that are trying to buy a house or looking for a house to purchase in the last two years have broken down and cried during the process of damn it. uh they only surveyed 2,000 people so it's not a gigantic sample but still it's a pretty significant number They say that affordability and urgency are the biggest stressors. You know, in April, nearly half of the homes sold in the U.S. sold for above asking price, and that includes here in the Treasure Valley. And interest rates rising as well, and so housing is difficult to grab, and it's even more difficult to find affordably. And so I can understand that if you're looking for a house and you have reached, you know, the ability of getting outbid on a couple of houses or you know it just doesn't go through or it's too fast or there's some sort of complications in the inspection that you know a full-on breakdown is probably a legitimate response to some of the things that you may be thinking so know that if looking for a house has made you cry you're not on your own it can be a frustrating thing and can be difficult how many times do you think randy's cried over the last four years big j well that's a whole nother thing altogether oh you're right He's Less trying for about 18 different reasons. Less to do with real estate and more with other things. Gotcha. Utah Jazz are looking for a new head coach. Quinn Snyder has resigned after eight seasons. The team announced that yesterday. He had two years left on his contract. Apparently, uh, Jazz ownership and management spent several weeks trying to convince him to stick around, but he said that in a statement that his decision was about what was best for the players, saying they need a new voice to continue to evolve, and he's not it. Snyder had a pretty good record, 372 and 264, second most wins in Jazz history behind only Jerry Sloan, but now they're looking for a new head coach. So are the Philadelphia Phillies. Technically, they fired Joe Girardi on Friday. He was the first manager to get the axe during the baseball season. They fired him on Friday morning after starting out the season 22-29. and 29. Bench coach Rob Thompson will serve as the team's interim manager for the rest of the season. Girardi was the manager of the Phillies for almost two and a half seasons. Uh, 132 and 141 mark kind of really never hit his stride after coming over from the Yankees after getting fired from them. So he's looking for another job. And to his credit, Big J, he had an interview scheduled with the Major League Baseball Network the morning he got fired, and he still did it. And he went on and told them that he got fired in an exclusive. So that had to be uncomfortable is uh, role number one. So he's looking for a gig. He'll probably end up on TV for the rest of the season if I had to guess. Big J, sometimes people uh, are just trolling to troll, and unfortunately, Sony found that out the hard way. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but for the last couple of weeks, Morbius was going viral on some social media channels because the uh, they kind of started like this fake 
groundswell for Morbius 2, which was, I guess, always considered a joke considering how poorly Morbius did at the box office. But seeing a trend, Sony started to think, you know what, maybe there's actually interest in this oh, Morbius no. movie, and maybe people just didn't see it because they were in the middle of a pandemic or something else was going on. Why don't we re-release it in theaters? And so they did this weekend, Big J. And, uh, and guess what happened? <laughs> Yeah, nobody went to it. It bombed. It opened up again. It was back in over a thousand theaters over the weekend, thinking they could capitalize on some of this trending stuff, and it made eighty-five thousand dollars over the weekend. Literally, it probably cost them more to re. hundred percent, it did. Do the whole thing. There's no doubt about it. It cost them more to redistribute and put that movie back in theaters, and probably by leaps and bounds over the amount of money that they made when the movie was re-released in theaters. Uh, Jared Leto didn't help things. He posted a video over the weekend of him, you know, mockingly looking at a script for Morbius 2. But I think everybody that has any kind of, you know, finger on the pulse in the, the Hollywood world knows that ain't no way this thing's getting a sequel. Morbius was the last we've seen of the living vampire because uh, nobody cared. It made $73 million in North America, which is considered okay, but well short of its budget. And of course, it was on the, the shelf for so damn long. It was delayed like six or seven times. So it just didn't make as much money as they needed it to make. And uh, according to everybody who's seen it, it's not very good at all. Here's the problem is, what do you trust? as far as you know feedback on what's real what isn't obviously it's hard for uh, these movie studios to trust uh the social media reaction in a lot of cases because there's so sometimes there's so many efforts for to to make a statement or for some reason uh, about not seeing a movie and seeing a movie you know what's the real parameters that you can be like okay this is a real type of uh, response that people are loving or hating something. Yeah, I guess you have to kind of read the room a little bit, and I think if you were to I, I even go even a little deep on some of these Morbius comments, you'd realize they mostly were in jest. You know what I mean? Like, these are not people that are very... It's not like it's Zack Snyder stuff. These are people that were trying to be funny about Morbius being a good movie, conned a movie studio into releasing even more money into this black hole that was Morbius, and it somehow worked. Uh, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Like, how can you tell what a real groundswell is, like the Zack Snyder stuff, and what a fake one is, like this one over the weekend? And I'm guessing it would have to be either history or knowing the internet is full of awful people and maybe not risking your financial security on them. But I never saw it. I have no interest in it. I just think it's funny that they released it to a thousand theaters and it made $85,000 total. That means there was literally one person in every theater. That yeah. I mean, if tickets are eight fifty dollars a ticket, that's exactly what it was. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. Let's play The X Double Dare on 100.3. The X rocks. All right, let's kick off this week uh, right where it counts with the X-Rock Double Dare here at around 7.30. Our contestant this morning, his name is Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning, man. How are you? I'm great. Wonderful, man. We've been in, in a little bit of a slump uh, giving away some cash on the Here Morning Show. We certainly would like you to break that slump if that's all right. It's going to depend on your knowledge of this topic, Big J. Stephen King movies. Matt, would you consider yourself a Stephen King movie fan or... Red Rum. All right. Well, let's see how it goes. Uh, here is the way it works. We got three questions for you. If you get all three right, that's 200 bucks. We're going double or nothing. You can stop anytime you want to, but keep in mind, if you do get a question wrong, that means you walk away empty-handed, okay? Yes. Here we go. For 50 bucks, Stephen King famously hated Stanley Kubrick's vision of this novel starring Jack Nicholson. The Shining. Right. You referenced it in your answer, and that is correct. For $50, you can keep that and walk away, or you can go for the $100 question. Please keep in mind the questions get more difficult as we go. What would you like to do, Matt? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> All right. What movie featured the tagline, Do You Believe in Vampires? The Ultimate in Terror was the second Stephen King novel ever to be adapted to the silver screen. Needful Things, Salem's Lot, or Cujo? Salem's Lot. Right. Man, that is a hundred dollars. Stephen King fan. In your pocket, you can take that and walk home, or you can go for the toughest question of all for two hundred dollars, double or nothing style. What would you like to do, Matt? 
Let's spin the bottle. Okay. I mean, truth or dare. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Stephen King has written plenty of screenplays in his career, but he only directed one of those adaptations, the 1986 film, which King now says is so poorly done because he was basically snorting cocaine every chance he could. Which film is it? Oh. Misery. Misery. Wrong. No. I'm sorry, Matt. Dude, you were so on it. I just incorrect. A lot of people don't know he directed this movie. Because it's the only movie he ever directed. That's how bad it is. What's the correct answer, Big J? Maximum Overdrive. Right. Maximum Overdrive. ACGC. Yeah, man. Emilio Estevez. So sorry you couldn't grab some money. You did really good up until that last question, man. It is hard. Dude, I love that movie. Uh, I do too, but in in a campy way. Like, you can watch it go, that's not a very good movie, but it's fun to watch. But yes, it definitely is cocaine fueled. There's no doubt. Didn't the lawnmower get away from that kid and chase him? (laughs) Some of the best scenes ever. Uh, Matt, thank you for playing. Sorry we couldn't get you any money, but uh, the Stephen King questions will continue. 12.30 today with Jason Drew. Uh, 5.30 today with Adam is when the Stephen King questions will pop up. We wish everybody the best of luck. You're going to go to hell next on the X Rocks. Rocks. Going to Fort Lauderdale, Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And it's a story that's essentially a trope that has popped up in a lot of popular culture. But I have to choose my words carefully because... Every single one of these forms of pop culture the story has come up in is is rated R, if you understand what I'm oh saying. Oh, boy. I do. For instance, uh, vehicles have been around for a while, and I'm guessing as long as vehicles have been around, there have been people that want to do sexual things inside said vehicles. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Sure, yeah. And uh, maybe even in Big J's time. Who knows? He enjoyed doing uh, some messing around in a vehicle from time to time. But this is a story that basically revolves around a worst case scenario when you're talking about any kind of interaction in a vehicle with your significant other or otherwise. Uh, As you can understand, uh, I'm trying to think in the movies that popped up in Parenthood is one. Uh, If you ever saw American Gods on Stars, it is a huge plot point in that particular television series. Uh, It's the idea of one person, let's say the male in this particular instance, is driving down the road and the lady is not driving. Do you understand what I'm saying, Big J? Yeah. There are other things happening in that particular vehicle than just taking your leisurely drive down the street. Well, uh, that can be certainly the recipe for many a fantasy, and many people have done it, I'm sure, But when we talk about the worst case scenario, uh, we talk about, I don't know, maybe the fact that those kind of acts are happening while you're driving can lead you to be distracted. You understand? Well, yeah. And your eyes maybe aren't necessarily on the road where they should be. It's a strange game to play if that's the the game you're trying to play. How, How much distraction can I take while driving? Let's try that out. Right. It didn't work out for a couple people inside an SUV as uh, as this particular scene was going on in the vehicle, they happened, the gentleman driving happened to cross over into oncoming traffic and hit Big J, a FedEx truck, head on, on a street of a Fort Lauderdale, Florida road around Ocean Boulevard and 19th Street, which is never good. Now, there were two people inside the FedEx truck. Their injuries were minor, but this became a story because the driver of the SUV and the passenger inside the SUV were both fully nude at the time of the incident, which is a weird thing to have happen, right? I mean, one, to have that, you know, kind of act going on while you're driving, I suppose. Again, it's a trope enough thing where you can understand it, but to be fully nude driving down the street, both parties, is a fairly unique circumstance, I would say. Yeah, how does that happen? Does it start out that way? It has to, right? You have to go in with a plan. I mean, God knows, we we live in a world today where they probably were filming something, if we're being perfectly honest. Yeah, part of their OnlyFans. (laughs) Right. And that is how this accident took place. Episode Road. But uh, the good news is the female in the incident, Big J, not really injured in the accident despite hitting a FedEx truck head on. The bad news is, Big J, the gentleman did sustain some pretty serious injuries to his groin. Oh, my God. In the process because we're talking about a worst-case scenario here. Do you understand? Oh, no. 
I mean, when you are in an accident and that is going on, and, you know, there's a sudden stop involved in things, bleep goes sour. They did not get into any kind of detail what the extent of his injuries are, so I don't know how bad it is. All I know is he had to go to the hospital, which cannot be good. Agree or disagree, BJ? Yeah. Uh, not clear whether anybody should be charged or will be charged is in the she crash. Okay? Uh, she's okay. She's okay. Everybody's okay except for the dude that had to go to the hospital with a groin injury. Uh, and we'll let your imagination run wild how that happened. Guys, just drive, all right? It's hard enough. Worry about that other stuff when you get home. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your going to hell story. And that poor dude. It is the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. There is a supplement that has taken a huge rise in popularity over the last 15 years. And I'll be honest, I don't remember hearing about this when I was a kid. I don't think I ever heard about it until I had a young child that never got any sleep. And that particular supplement is melatonin, Big J. I'm sure you've heard of it. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Have you partaken in any of it at all yourself? I tried it. It did not work for me. Uh, Yeah, it is one of those deals where it it can work or it can't or something like that. My my kid, uh, we used to give it to him every single night because he would never fall asleep. Uh, And that just, you know, helped build up his immunity to it. So now, yeah, melatonin is pretty much useless on him. But it is a reminder that we may need that it is a dangerous supplement if people, especially kids, get their hands on them. And apparently, according to the last decade... Uh, We have not done a very good job keeping our eye on melatonin because uh, overdoses for melatonin in children have risen 530%, Big J. Wow. In the last three years, children aged five and under were particularly affected. Uh, Children's Hospital of Michigan has put together this kind of list of things saying, hey, listen, melatonin is a great thing for you if you need help going to sleep, if it works for you. It certainly can be something that has come in handy during the pandemic for both you and your children as routines have been thrown off. But they do want to make sure you store it properly because although melatonin, not deadly if used in overdose, it can get your child very, very, very sick if they take too much of it. So make sure it's stored appropriately within their medicine cabinets as opposed to nightstands because a lot of times the melatonin is available in very kid-friendly ways. You understand? Gummies, that kind of stuff. So keep that in mind and make sure it's put with the medicines and not something that is meant to be like a candy or anything like that because that's where bad things can happen and you don't want your kid to get a melatonin overdose. That would not be good. Golden State Warriors routed the Boston Celtics 107-88 at home in San Francisco last night. They evened up that series at one game apiece. Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors leading scorer, 29 points, 14 of them in the pull-ahead for third quarter. Jordan Poole at 17, game three Wednesday in Boston. The Lightning skated past the Rangers 3-2. They cut the conference finals lead to 2-1 for the Rangers. Game four is Tuesday night. Big J, your opinion on the TV show Scrubs, please. I uh, didn't watch it that much. I mean, I would tune in episode here and there. Uh, what I saw was pretty funny. Because uh, that looks to be the latest uh, sitcom that is making a comeback, at least according to the stars of the show. They were at the ATX Festival on Sunday, and the cast and director of a lot of the episodes got together again, and somebody asked them, of course... Is there going to be a Scrubs reunion? And everybody said, well, judging by the popularity of this panel, let's do it. Everybody wants to work together again. They don't think it's going to be like a full season of a show or anything, but they'd be down to like make a Scrubs movie or something like that. Well, I don't think most of them are working. <laughs> Wait a second. Who are you like, not in TV shows anyways. You know Doesn't what I mean? Zach Braff really... has got that Disney Plus series, right? He's in yeah, that that that, uh, that eight episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, still, I mean, that's that's working. Uh, Donald Faison, yes, I agree. Sarah Chalk's okay. She's got Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure that there are some other people in that John TV C. series. Ginley, wonder what he's up to. Would come along for the ride uh, if they decide to do it. It is very popular. That's another show I never watched either. Uh, I may have seen a couple of scenes here and there, but not very well versed in the Scrubs verse. But I do know fans of the show, so that could be next on the reunion list. Maybe Scrubs the movie coming soon. Pop Culture Smackdown. 
on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Saturday, how would you like to join us at the Knotfest Roadshow, baby? Slipknot, Cypress Hill, Horror. It is going to be an awesome arena show out at the Fort Idaho Center Arena. By the way, tickets still available for this show, but we will hook you up for free here and get you qualified for the Chapel Town Rag oh. VIP upgrade, Nick. I mean, you get your own parking area. You get all kinds of cool swag. You just it, it, you get to go check out the Slipknot Museum. I mean, it is really cool and uh, it is going to be something you're going to brag your friends about. Yeah, this VIP package is worth hundreds of dollars, and we are going to give it away on Thursday, but you got to get qualified if you want to get in on this action. 208-287-1003. You get qualified by becoming victorious in Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J, are you ready? I'm ready. Then to the phones we go. Hello, The X. How's it going? Good morning, man. What's your name? Jesse. All right, Jesse, you're up first. Good luck. Robert England played this role nine times on the big screen and a few times on TV as well. Was it all just a nightmare on Elm Street or was it real? Who was he? Right. Indeed. Nick, this former SNL Weekend Update cast member turned down Mike Myers' offer to be Scott Evil in Austin Powers and deeply regrets it. Former Weekend Update? Yep. I mean, it could be anybody, because uh, I didn't know that. I'm trying to think of somebody that would qualify as Dr. Evil's son. I know, it's a trip, because it's a little bit of ways from Seth Green. So I'll just say that. The funny thing is, he, it, well, I don't want to say it. I want to ruin it. <laughs> All right. I just thought you might know this. Uh, I'm going to guess Colin Quinn. Yes! Is that right? Yes. Right. <laughs> Colin Holy Quinn. crap. What a great... Oh, man. I mean, because he was older than Mike Myers. But he's the only dude, like, short enough that I could think could pull that off. Because I was thinking Dennis Miller and then Norm is too tall. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. I was like Colin Quinn. He didn't know. think it'd work. It would have been hilarious, I think. <laughs> but either way. All right, moving on. Uh, Scarlett Johansson played this comic book character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Black Widow. Right. Indeed, it's true. In the movie Coming to America, Nick, what was the knockoff version of McDonald's called? Uh, McDowell's. McDowell's is right. Right. What color was Oscar the Grouch during the first season of Sesame Street? Was he orange, red, or purple? Um. Oh, man. Um, let's go with... Red. Red. Nope, that's not correct. Wrong. Not everybody's lucky, like Nick here with his answers. Yeah, I don't know the answer to this one. Hello, the X. Good morning. It was originally meant for you. Good morning. Here's your question. <laughs> what color was Oscar the Grouch during his first season of Sesame Street? Was he orange, red, or purple? I think he was orange. That's right. Right. Indeed, he was. Nick, in Back to the Future, where does Doc Brown get the plutonium to power his time machine? Uh, he he takes it from terrorists, doesn't he? Yes, I'll take that. Liberty right. Terrorists, to be exact. Uh, this Spider-Man movie just won an MTV Movie Award for Best Movie. What's it called? Spider-Man and oh, Spider-Man. I'm a web. Uh, no way. No. no. Ah, yeah. crap. I don't know. You were on the right that. track there. You were on the right. No track. way home. There you go. Right. <laughs> no way home. What's so funny, Nick? Oh, it was wonderful to hear him get there. It was great. He was he was wanting to do Spider Man and, and somebody else, and then he changed his mind. It was great. Good job. What famous baseball player did Ray Liotta portray in Field of Dreams? You asked oh, me this I asked you this already. I did. I deleted the wrong question. Oh, damn. <laughs> Who was the first baseball player to have his number retired? Um, I'll say Jackie Robinson. That is incorrect. Wrong. It's Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig? Right. Congratulations, man. You got tickets to go check out Slipknot, Cypress Hill, and a horror on Saturday. You're also qualified for that awesome VIP package. Please hold on. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set Tip and good to go. Tip the cap to you, sir. There is your pop culture smackdown. Headlines are next in the X Rocks. Hey. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com to get started. Headlines are as follows. Good people exist. 
Real mature and okay, I guess. Real mature. Ancient art, Big J. It goes back a long time. It's been through a lot of crap to get here today, but some people don't respect that because it was destroyed at the Dallas Museum of Art on Wednesday night because a man allegedly broke in and just started smashing artifacts. His name is Brian Hernandez, and he's expected of destroying some ancient Greek and Native American pieces before he was apprehended. The arresting officer alleges that the suspect said he did it because he was mad at his girlfriend. Sure, Big J, we all get in arguments that make us want to smash ancient art, but we don't do it, right? Smash! Here we are again, charged with somebody with criminal mischief for this whole thing, but seems like there was some breaking and entering involved as well. b and &E, not sure why that wasn't talked about, but yeah, don't go to and break into museums and break ancient art because you're upset. This does not seem to be the proper way to react to your girlfriend breaking up with you, or whatever case may have gotten you there. Seems like you're taking your anger out on uh, other things that don't necessarily need to be in your wheelhouse, if you will. So maybe we need to figure out another way to let out that aggression, and not so much on, you know, priceless pieces of art. Agree or disagree, Big J? Totally agree. Good people exist, or okay, I guess. Okay, I guess. Big J, are you a fan of pierogies? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have, I haven't eaten a bunch, but I mean, the ones I've had are pretty good. Uh, how do you prefer them? Like, uh, what's inside? Sour cream. Your oh, inside? Yes, I know you eat them with sour cream, but usually there's, uh, there's something inside a pierogi. Yeah, uh, what do you prefer? Meat and cheese, please. Meat and cheese. Nice. Makes sense. Well, uh, maybe, just maybe, that's what's inside these pierogies, because police in Pennsylvania are on the hunt for a burglar who broke into an apartment and just took a bag of frozen pierogies and nothing else. That's it. Investigators say the suspect broke into the apartment when the resident was not home, headed straight into the kitchen where he or she caused some minor damage to a wall before taking off with a five-pound bag of Mrs. T's frozen pierogies. That's valued at about $10, street value of about $6.99. Street value. So far, no leads as to why somebody broke in, only took pierogies, and then left. But I would love to know the answer to this issue. It had to be a mistake or somebody, you know, just kept breaking into places until they found pierogies. And then, I mean, look out. Where are the pierogies? Also, guys, five pounds is a lot of pierogies. I mean, what are you feeding a family? Start a restaurant? <laughs> but also, like, pierogies are very heavy food. Like, I can eat, like, three of them and I'm like, oh, that's enough. They're almost like pancakes. Yeah. Like, they fill you up quick. Agreed. I, I can't imagine how many uh, pierogies are in a five-pound bag, but I'm guessing it's a lot. Hopefully they were pretty good. Wrap it up with good people exist. And finally, a good story in headlines. A California woman resisted temptation when she bought a couch off of Craigslist, took it home, was cleaning it, and she found $36,000 in cash hidden inside the couch. Her name is Vicky, and she really proved her honesty since nobody knew the money was in the couch. Apparently, uh, along the couch, along with other matching couch and chair, were being given away by a family after the death of a relative who'd owned them. So Vicky said she loved the actual couch, and so she picked it up right away. She found then, as she was cleaning it, several envelopes stuffed with cash after noticing one of the cushions was a little lumpy. And that occurred to her, and it never occurred to her to keep the money. She knew the situation as to why the family was getting rid of the couches. They were very forthcoming, and so she's like, listen, they gave me a screaming deal on these. I'm not going to steal their family's money. And so she called the uh, the family and was like, hey, listen, there's money in here. I would like you to come get it. And the family rewarded her by giving her $3,000. So isn't that cool, right? Yeah. Everybody wins. Not the $36,000, but, I mean, that really is a true and honest-to-goodness test of your morality. You understand? When somebody, nobody knows cash has been given to you and you still do the right thing, that is somebody that has a direct access to the good place. Do you understand? You would, you would hope so, yes. Uh, so, well done to Vicky, and one would hope that if the same thing would happen to you or your family, that somebody else would do the exact same thing and contact you. Good job. <laughs> That's the latest from Fozzie. I still burn here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. You know by now, this Saturday, Knotfest Roadshow is swinging into town at the Ford Idaho Center. It's going to be an amazing, amazing show. And the amazing front band man for that band is Corey Taylor. And he's got something pretty cool happening uh, this weekend that we want to tell you about, which is why it's an honor and privilege to welcome into the studio uh, Jared Webb from a company called the Great Zero Dark Thirty Coffee and Zero Dark Thirty Coffee Foundation. Jared, thanks for coming in, man. 
man. We appreciate that. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, let's get started and talk a little bit about the company. How did you start Zero Dark Thirty? Why did you come up with the idea, and how goes it so far? So, uh, I'll give you a little bit of background. So, I was in the Marine Corps for four years, got out, um, didn't see combat while I was in. Um, but when I got out... Uh, in 2001, I became a police officer here in Idaho. So I served about three years down in the Twin Falls area and then moved up to Nampa for 13. Um, so 16 years total as a police officer. The last six, seven years that I was a cop, um, I had four shoulder surgeries and a neck fusion um, and got addicted to opiates, which uh, I imagine most people, some people can relate or know somebody who could relate. Um, I stopped caring about everything other than uh, the addiction. Uh, changed the way I think. It changed who I was as a person. Um, so I ended up um, making some bad decisions um, due to the addiction and uh, ended up um, reporting that I had meds stolen when they weren't um, due to some you know stuff going on at home. I had a one of my sons wasn't dealing with stuff very well and I had completely cut contact off with my family. Um, so, um, he had had a moment where he had got my, uh, off duty gun and locked himself in the bedroom. Um, and I was not in any shape to deal with that at the time. Um, so my response to him was anger instead of compassion, which right. it should have been. Um, cause I was not the father or husband that I wanted to be, um, due to the addiction. So, um, I called and reported my med stolen because I could not deal with that level of emotion. And so I needed to numb it out. Um, luckily, when I did, there was a detective covering when I made that phone call and uh, did some investigation work, really good work. And uh, I ended up getting arrested and sent to the jail, which I was actually booking people into, you know, like a week before. Yeah. Um, I got arrested in my own department, um, went to a dark place for quite a while contemplated suicide sat with a pistol in my lap a few times and then made the decision that i was just gonna that uh drugs and alcohol weren't the problem like i was the problem um and obviously although i'd been in denial about ptsd for so long it was obvious that's what was going on um so i reached out for help um got into veterans treatment court decided i was going to do everything they could do or everything they told me to do to get my life together. Veterans Treatment Court saved my life. Um, I learned how to deal with emotion, um, talk with it instead of bury it like yeah. we do here. And, you know, we're men. You know, right. We just rub dirt on it of course. and move along. Yep. But while I was in Veterans Treatment Court, um, I met Brent Rowe, um, who's also a veteran who was in Treatment Court. Um, and he was a he was a coffee roaster. And uh, I had never drank coffee, like not real coffee. Like I drank Folgers up camping and stuff. <laughs> you but, drink sugar, but sugar, yeah, I drank sugar. I drank candy. Yeah, that, that's what I drank. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "You've never tried real coffee." Well, when he roasted coffee and I tasted it, I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I've never had coffee before." Um, I was like, "We we should sell this." And so then we came up with the idea uh, we'd sell the coffee and use the proceeds to help veterans and first responders climb out of the same hole we had found ourselves in. Um, because we know, like, the reality of the situation is when it comes to PTSD, especially with veterans, first responders, denial's a big thing, but also the stigma related to it. Sure. So we wanted to kind of cut that down. Um, about the only thing they found that works treatment-wise for PTSD is somebody else that's been through it to grab your hand and go, look, it's okay. Like, um, this is what I did. And it's not going to kill you. Nobody's going to think less of you. Right. Um this is how you deal with it. And that's kind of what happened to us. So we take the money that we make from selling coffee and we funnel it directly to those charities that are making a real difference, like Homeward for Heroes, which actually just scoops vets out of whatever town they live in, takes them out to like a 10 day rock climbing trek, you know, and then has uh, those kind of conversations around a campfire every night. That's actually saving lives. Right. Um, so we'll funnel money to those kind of charities with the coffee we sell. Which is great. I yeah, mean, it's an incredible. And, you know, there's lots of different, you know, types of coffee that you have on the website. You you go out of your way to deliver it to people here yes. in the Treasure Valley. I mean, that's a big part of the company, right? Yes. Yeah, we decided we are going to deliver it for free right to your door if you live here in the Valley. Um, kind of because i mean the goal here isn't for anybody to get rich we right. just want people to have really amazing coffee like i'd never experienced until i was 40 years old you know and also 
help help the guys that need it um, and that are the most deserving, I think. If you haven't yet, check out uh, Jared's website and the company at ZeroDark30Coffee.com is where you can go to check out all the products they have and, and learn a lo- little bit more about it. So it, it, it's, it's a, I'm sure, a difficult story to tell, but certainly one that has entwined itself so solidly with PTSD and veterans and soldiers and first responders here in the Treasure Valley that it, it's an important one to tell as well so that people know that they can themselves dig themselves out of whatever hole that they are in. It's not, it's not an easy journey, but it's a path worth taking and and somehow some way that also has kind of tied itself up with Corey taylor which is a really cool story as well tell us that one yeah so um <clears throat> cory uh cory started the cory taylor foundation um to help specifically veterans with ptsd um that's that's his specific mission um so in every leg of the tour um, he's picking a charity at every city to team up with and do an event uh, to raise money for veterans PT- with PTSD. And, and kind of the same thing we're doing. It's just um, together, yeah. which is really cool. Um, so they reached out to us and said that we got picked out of all the um, veteran charities in the Valley, which was flattering and amazing. Um, and uh, so what we've decided to do is they gave us two backstage passes, the VIP tickets, which, I mean, you get to play the band's instruments and get a mask and see it's just cool you get to hang out with the band get free swag all that stuff um so they donated two of those tickets for us to auction off which i've got the auction set up online and there's links at the website and on our facebook page to it and then the other thing is um there's about an hour between 2 to 3 p.m um at a location in the valley Corey's going to come in and him and i are going to sit down with a cup of coffee and have a conversation about PTSD and veterans and about why he started this and why I started it and um, successes we've had kind of things and try to also help remove some of that stigma from PTSD. And instead of charging admission and getting a bunch of Corey Taylor fans in there, um, we're actually filling the room up with veterans and first responders that have struggled or are struggling or know somebody that's struggling with PTSD. So we're going to like kind of an invite only veterans affairs and then we're going to fill that menu up and so everybody can sit in and kind of be involved in that conversation as well and hopefully somebody in there a light will come on for them yeah and be like hey it's not so bad i can deal with this yeah it's been done before and we can reach somebody because that's really the goal it's awesome. It's really, it's really awesome yep. that you and Corey are t- teaming up together to do this. So, I- if people want to take part in the auction, which of course all that money goes towards the veterans charities, uh, yep. where is the best place that they can go for that? So they go to the website www.zerodark30coffee.com, all spelled out. Um, there's a link right on the front page that, that will take you to the auction, um, and then you can bid there. Um, also, if you go into our Facebook page, there's a link to the auction. Um, the link that works is in the comments section, um, which I posted in the comment section. I know it's a pain in the butt that way, but <laughs> for some reason it wouldn't let me change it on on the on the front one. But th- there, that's the two ways to get to the auction. Um, the other. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only two ways to get Beautiful. there. Beautiful. And mean, you've I, got, what, a couple of days before you got to shut that thing yeah, down, right? about two days. Today and tomorrow is going to be the last two days of the, for the auction to get those tickets. Okay. Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll share the link to that on our socials if you're looking for it for the easy link and, and to follow Zero Dark 30 as well. And then if somebody is listening to this and goes, you know what, I, I think I might have some issues with PTSD, maybe going and checking out Corey this weekend might be a good way for me to kind of learn a little bit more about it. How are people getting those invites to this particular event? So they can... Text me at 208-989-1343 with just your name and your phone number. Or you can send me an email at jared, J-A-R-A-D, at zerodark30coffee.com, all spelled out. Give me your name and your phone number. And then, um, or you can Facebook message me. Okay. Out right from the Zero Dark 30 page. Okay. Um, you can just message the company and I'll get it that way. Uh, about a day a day before the event, I will call everybody that has confirmed confirm they're going to be there and give them the location. Yeah, because the location is uh, kind of secret until you guys decide where you're going to do this so that it's not turned into a whole big brouhaha. This is supposed to be for uh, veterans invite only kind of a thing. But it's it's really great that the Corey Taylor Foundation is around to help out great places. And it's awesome that they're doing something locally to help out as well. So, uh, you know, your story is an amazing one, man. We appreciate 
appreciate you sharing it. It's really cool that they're able to help out veterans with PTSD. And obviously, this is a passion and very important to you. And so uh, this uh, Zero Dark Thirty Coffee and the Zero Dark Thirty Coffee Foundation uh, aren't going anywhere for a while to make sure that you can help out as many people as possible, right? Absolutely. Yep. We're in there for the long haul. So. Awesome. And I can't wait to try some of this coffee you brought. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, You're thank welcome. you for coming in. Thank you for sharing the story. One more time, the website that people can go to to check out your stuff. www.zerodark30coffee.com, all spelled out. Awesome. Jared, thank you very much for the information. We appreciate that. Check our socials for the links to all that cool stuff. We're going to do some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. On 100.3, the X. Yeah, Bad Impressions is brought to you by the Idaho pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we have tickets to the NotFest Roadshow happening Saturday out there at the Fort Idaho Center Arena. And uh, we have got you some pretty cool tickets to win. You'll also get upgraded, at least maybe qualified, for the VIP Chapeltown rag thing that we have going on. It's very cool. A lot of cool stuff. You just need to figure out bad impressions to get in on all that. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less. You got a concert you're going to this weekend. Hello, The X. Hello. Hi, good morning. What's your name, please? This is Rachel. All right, Rachel, you're up first. Good luck. I was Barry Judd in High Fidelity, and it put me on the map for being a badass vocalist. Mm, next one. I voiced Poe in the Kung Fu Panda movies. Jack Black. It is yeah! Jack Black. Good job. Congratulations. Hang on one second, Rachel. We'll hook you up with those Slipknot tickets. Get you qualified for those VIP passes. What was clue three just for fun? Uh, it's the best one. Together, Kyle Gass and I make the greatest rock duo the world has ever known. Tenacious D. You're not wrong. Why is Jack Black in the news? Uh, last night, uh, I guess, I, and I totally forgot about this because I didn't want to watch some of it, but uh, I was wrapping up something. Uh he was the MTV Movie Awards, and uh, Jack Black was honored with uh, the Comedy Comedic Genius Award at the beginning of the MTV Music Awards. And uh, he came out, and there was Pyro and him uh, being Jack Black, doing Jack Black things, and it was awesome. Congratulations. Uh, and you know what? Uh, when early in Jack Black's career, he got started hosting the MTV video and, well, I guess it was t- movie awards. He and Sarah Michelle Gellar hosted it one year, Big J. Way back in the day. Uh, probably not too long after High Fidelity, as a matter of fact. But it's nice to see it come full circle. And certainly, I think he qualifies. Screen oh, yeah. Screen. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, plus, it's a great way to uh, hype up an award show. So why not? Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show next on the X Rocks. That is Dorothy. That is Rest in Peace here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap up the old fun that is The Morning After on this particular Monday morning. Thank you very much for tuning in to us. Special thank you to Jared Webb for coming in from uh, Zero Dark Thirty Coffee to talk about a really cool event he's got going on with Corey Taylor this weekend, how you could be involved in that, and how you can actually uh, bid and help give some money to some veterans charities here in town by donating or coming in for some auction items, uh, including some VIP passes to NotFest this weekend. So, again, check our socials for all that information. Check out Zero Dark 30, all spelled out, coffee.com to get more information on all those things that are going on. We also had a chance to try and once again fail, Big J, to give away some money. Went good for the first two questions, but... Things went wrong in the $200 question for us, but Stephen King movies will be the category for the rest of today, so tune in at 12.30 and at 5.30 with Jason Drew and Adam for your chance to play the X-Rock Double Dare. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, wrapped up 10 years of Hawaii Five-0. Oh, oh my night. God. <laughs> what a treat, Big yeah, J. Yeah. Your thoughts on the series. Sad, please. sad that it had to end. But the last season, you know, as always, you can kind of see when it, maybe it's time to let go. It's, uh, the last season, it was not that great. You know, they lost a couple people uh, going in. And uh, Alex O'Loughlin, who was the star, uh, played uh, uh, McGarrett, Steve McGarrett. He'd injured himself multiple times in the, earlier in the series doing stunts. I mean, every episode was like an action movie for the first six seasons, and he just couldn't do it anymore. And so it wasn't for lack of ratings or anything like that. It's just because he couldn't keep doing it, didn't feel like he could keep doing it. So he wanted to call it quits, and they just didn't see a way to keep doing the show without him. Uh, so the ending wasn't as satisfying as the majority of that series was, but man, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so time well spent? Yes, and I, I already miss him. How long did it take you to plow through about 250 episodes of Hawaii Five-0? Probably, you know, four solid months. 
How would you, what, did you say three, four nights a week you'd end up watching I, it? It varied, but it would be long sessions on the weekends. Like, Very I'm like, nice. don't you have to work? <laughs> well, who has time for work when Hawaii Five O's on? Yeah, no kidding. Constantly. Mahalo. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by... <laughs> did it make you change your mind about Hawaii? Maybe you want to go? Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to save that for a whole segment, and you ruined it. Well, you said mahalo, and I'm like, the old Big J would never even we'll say that. We'll talk about it at I some point this week. Because, come around. Yeah. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. For tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush, stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source, online at beaconplumbing.com. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.